Why work harder than you have to when you have a trusted team by your side? I'm learning to slow down and take a break from work, so I'm leaving things in the hands of people who know best. And you should do the same. If you want to dabble in the stock market, team up with those who make it easily accessible for all, and that's Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. Aptly named, Robinhood makes it so easy that everyone can readily access and understand stocks, not only the business savvy and the wealthy. Get started today and you will see how simple and intuitive using Robinhood is. Easy to understand charts and market data means you can place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You'll also never be without analyst ratings that let you know whether to buy, hold, or sell for every stock. Robinhood presents all data with a clear design in an easy-to-digest way. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but there's no cost to use Robinhood. They don't charge any commission fees either, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. The best part with Robinhood, you learn by doing. Learn how to invest as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks and track your favorite companies with a personalized news feed. Receive custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Your time is valuable, so use it right. Try Robinhood today and you'll find a non-intimidating way to invest in something with true confidence. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at yogagirl.robinhood.com. That's yogagirl.robinhood.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. I'm thinking about changing the title of this podcast to From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl, who's currently in the middle of a third life crisis, slash on maternity leave, slash a little bit burnt out, slash not working, trying to not work, but not knowing how to do anything the right way. Oh my God, I don't even know. I am talking to you right now from my bedroom. It's a super rainy day in Aruba. And today was, is <laughs> officially my first day on uh, maternity leave. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you can tell by the sound of my voice and kind of the nervous wreck that I am right now. Uh, I have no idea what I'm doing with myself in my life at this moment in time. I... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, okay, I'm going to, I need to take a deep breath and like gather myself. So maybe you do too. So how about we all do that together? Let's um, full inhale. <laughs> okay, wait, let's try again. <sighs> okay, full breath in through the nose. And release. Oh, let's just do two more of those. Okay, inhale, fill all the way up. And let go. One more, inhale. And exhale. <sighs> and I'm, I'm just sitting here with the ridiculousness that is my life today in this present moment. If you listened to last week's episode of the podcast, I named that episode The Art of Slowing Down, which is very obviously, clearly for everyone, I think something that I am um, trying to figure out, not something that I have mastered or, you know, been even close to mastering, but I'm trying to figure out what it means to slow down. Um, and uh, last week's podcast, I shared that I am 
going to take a break. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to try to figure out what slowing down means. I'm going to not work seven days a week anymore. Uh, I'm going to try to find some sort of resemblance of of work life balance. And it's funny how that just that saying on its own, like there's a balance between work and life. Well, what about when work is your life? Or when life is work? (laughs) How do you find a work life balance then if everything is just kind of merged into one blob of of the same thing? Um, I don't know. Um, And I've been kind of jokingly, I mean, it started off as a joke when I was talking to Dennis saying, okay, I'm going to go on maternity leave. Uh, So I'm using the word or the phrase maternity leave very liberally here uh, throughout this podcast. Also, when I'm talking on social media, like I know what it means to go on proper maternity leave. Like I understand that concept. That's not what I'm doing. (laughs) I also know that my baby is almost two years old. um, So I probably should have had something called maternity leave when I gave birth to her. Um, I just didn't. Um, But it's been this kind of phrase that's sort of stuck. So the thought that I've had is, uh, I've spent a lot of years in a row uh, without a break, working really intensely and really uh, all the time, which has never been a problem for me. And then now little by little, I guess, you know, having a toddler and all of this, it's just become sort of much. So the idea of maternity leave for me is uh, slowing down enough that I that I do other things in my spare time than work. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing when I say that, but we decided that Dennis is going to go back to work. Um, so he is now working full-time. Uh, today is his first day back at work. Um, and working full-time is also this kind of weird concept. It kind of like if we had a, a, like a more regular type employment and a boss and working hours and all those things, like it would be an easier thing. Like, okay, he's going back to work Monday through Friday, eight to five or nine to five or whatever is normal. And then I'm going to be home and I'm not going to do any of that, you know, but that's just not what our lives look like. But we have so many different you know, companies and entities and projects and things that we're doing. And I'm not saying that with any type of arrogance. I'm saying it with kind of a sense of humor <laughs> right now. Um, because the the more I, the less I do, I guess, the more <laughs> I can see the sense, of, the sense of humor that lies in just the amount of stuff and things that I have started up over the past couple of years and the the slight insanity of that. Like I have this a little bit of distance to that side of myself that just goes, 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 goes and never stops. And I can kind of look at that side of myself and I can smile a little bit at her like, oh, <laughs> where before I just thought like, this is just who I am. I don't have another side of myself to myself than this person who just works and works and does and does and creates and and all these things. Um, Of course, I am that person, but there's also this side of me that really enjoys just living a more normal life. (laughs) So the things that I have been shying away from forever, the thought of having like a nine to five regular job, like a desk job or an office job, like it was this super terrifying thing for me for a really long time. the, The thought of having a job I had to do every day was really terrifying um, for a long time, all I wanted to do was just, you know, scrape up together, scrape together enough money for me to travel, for me to to teach yoga, for me to, you know, sit on some beach and just like not think about anything at all. And that's what your early 20s are for. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I think your early 30s could be for that. Any stage in life could totally be for that. For me, those, that was my early 
20s, um, it gets substantially more challenging to um, have that kind of privilege, of course, and freedom and, you know, no responsibility whatsoever, the older you get, depending on how you live your life. So if you start having children, for sure, things become a little bit more challenging. Uh, If you say, um, like, buy a house, um, you know, get a career, like the things that we do that are normal as we grow older, um, the more of those things that we kind of add to our plate and that we add to our life, the more challenging it becomes to to live a life where nothing is expected of you. <laughs> the more people rely on you, um, the more challenging it is to have that kind of freedom, of course. Um, and there's something really beautiful about having this sort of stability. I love I love having a family. I love being a mom. I love having a job that I adore. I love having set roots. I love having a house. All the things that when I was 21 was like, oh my God, like the terrifying, most terrifying thing, the most boring things I could think of. I love having all of those things right now. Um, What I'm struggling with a little bit is the responsibility that comes with being in charge of a bunch of stuff. Um, like having a lot of employees, for instance, um, it's, it's something that I, it's, it's, it's happened on its own. I never had this thought like, oh my God, we're going to build this massive company. And, uh, you know, I've never had that sort of motivation. Um, I I don't know what, what motivates people to, to build ginormous companies, if it's money or the idea of success or just entrepreneurship. And I never had that. I just, we've been, we've added people to our team as we've had bigger needs, you know, for things. And as the company has grown, it hasn't been any other thought than that. Um, and in the beginning it was this kind of fun thing. Like our team is growing and we have so many people with different skill sets and they're all over the world now. And, we're this big family within the, within the business and we all support each other. And how cool is that? You know, so for every person we would hire, I'd be like, oh my God, like the team is growing. So cool, so cool, so cool. And I'm like, like, did I, I don't think I paused ever to just to kind of appreciate the fact that for every person we hire on the team, that's another mouth to feed. I mean, obviously that that's the case, but for every person we hire on the team, there's a little bit more responsibility that comes my way when it comes to keeping everything together all the time Um, when it was just me and Dennis or like just me and Dennis and like an assistant like we did that for a lot of years I could like you know piss off into the jungle and do whatever the hell I wanted to do I could choose to like I mean I could be super irresponsible not that I ever was I'm not an irresponsibly natured person but if I wanted to say like cancel a retreat like I I would I I wouldn't care. I've I've never done that in my life, but I'm just giving an example. Um if I decide to like I don't want to work for 2 months, I want to do something different or um yeah, let's like I don't know, let's go live in a shack on the beach, like we could do that. I could decide to go on tour on a whim. I could decide to um yeah, just okay, I'm going to dedicate a year to write a book and not do anything else. I could just I'm trying to give examples of things that I've never done. <laughs> which I'm realizing is a stupid thing to do. I am not that type of person that just, yeah, that just kind of does whatever and not think about things. I am a responsible person for sure. But what I'm trying to get at is I could have, (laughs) I could have done those things when we were a very small team and it would have affected only me and Dennis and maybe one more person, right? Now that I all of a sudden arrived at this place in my life where I'm like, hey, I think I want to take a year off because that's the truth. I think I want to take a year off and just kind of like take that maternity leave I didn't take when I pushed that 10 pound baby out of my vagina. (laughs) I think I want to take that maternity leave and just like 
be home and bake cinnamon buns and play with my baby and take her to daycare and like lie on my couch and like read no romance novels. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, that, that's my like romanticized idea of what maternity leave is like. Um, now that I'm kind of in that place, I think there's just no way in hell. <laughs> there's just no way in hell that I could possibly ever do that. Our team now is so big. We have so many people that rely on me continuing to keep this ship afloat. Meaning, you know, I got to keep doing what I do, like in a big, wide, general sense. Um, I can't just stop and close up shop. And, you know, like we have we have responsibilities and people that I love and, you know, a studio, a, a ginormous building, the land that we owe and that we own that we're paying off still. I mean, we got stuff going on. Um, so <laughs> what's transpired since I kind of declared... <laughs> casually on the podcast that I'm going on maternity leave uh, is just a very slight hint of panic <laughs> uh, in my immediate surroundings, of course, because what does it mean? Wait, it's like, it's, you know, we had we had people write us that have like booked programs for next year, like, wait, are, are, are the teacher trainings canceled now? <laughs> so let me just calm everybody down and say, like, there's no way in hell I would ever cancel. Um, I mean, cancel a commitment to anybody ever. I've never done that in my life. I would never do that ever. Um, so maternity leave for me doesn't really mean maternity leave. Um, <laughs> it doesn't mean that anybody's getting fired. It doesn't mean that our team is going to shrink. It doesn't mean that we're not going to, you know, continue expanding. Um, what I'm trying to make it mean, uh, <laughs> is for me to do a little less while continuing the growth of everything we have at the same pace, which I don't know if it's an impossible idea If those two things are just kind of contradicting each other. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, that's what I'm about to find out. Um, one of the first things that, that that happened is that Dennis has come back to work. Um, and of course, he's been away from the studio. And when he goes back to work, he doesn't work on the global level of Yoga Girl. He works more on the local level of Island Yoga and the studio and the cafe and the shop and the employees that we have there, which is a big feat on its own. Um, so, and, and we have kind of been neglecting the studio a little bit this year, I can say not neglecting. I mean, we have a beautiful team that works super, super hard there, but with the baby and with everything else, me and Dennis haven't been as present behind the scenes of everything that goes on day to day at the studio because we've had a gazillion other things. So he's immersing himself back in that and immediately, of course, finds like things to improve and, you know, like uh, yeah, a lot of big plans. And I think he's really excited about <laughs> about going to work again. Um, and we, we just made this decision on a whim because I was really tired. And then we didn't, logistically didn't talk about it that much, but he just kind of, yeah, okay, I'm going back to work. And then two days ago, our last retreat of the year ended. <laughs> and uh, I, I haven't had a day off since, I don't know, October or September, like an actual like you know day. <laughs> And then this morning, so how we normally do it is Dennis takes the baby to daycare. If she, she goes to daycare like three times a week, maybe. Um, he'll take her to daycare at 8.30 and then he comes home and he makes me my coffee. <laughs> if I'm not teaching in class, because then I'm, I'm gone from six in the morning. But if I'm not teaching in class, he makes me a coffee. And then we have like our moment together where we eat breakfast after the baby's at daycare. And we like have a coffee and we talk about our day and I kind of say what I have got going on and he says what he's going on. And it's like our ritual that we kind of have when I'm not teaching uh, in the morning. Um, so he went to drop the baby off. <laughs> 
and I made breakfast and then I like sat down and I lit candles and he like took a little while and I was like, oh, I guess like they had something to talk about maybe at daycare. Like daycare is 30 seconds from our house. It's super close. Like it's walking distance and he's just in show. And then I was like, okay, I guess I'll like, I'll clean up a little bit, I guess. Like, you know, it was kind of messy from the day before. And then the guy is like, he's just like 30 minutes later. I'm just sitting there like, you know, waiting to eat because I, I don't want to eat before him. And then I call, I was like, hey, what's taking so long? He was like, what do you mean? I'm like, what's like, like I'm, I'm here with your breakfast. He's like, oh, but I'm at work. I'm like, what do you mean work? <laughs> He's like, I'm at, I'm at the office and my brain couldn't compute it. We used to have a home office. That's now our bedroom. I was like, the office. I'm like, we don't have an office at home anymore. <laughs> he was like, no, I'm at the studio. I'm at my office at the studio. I went to work. Remember, I, I'm supposed to go back to work today. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like light bulb kind of went on and he he was like is that is that not okay I'm like well you didn't even say like you didn't even tell me and he was like we had this big conversation and we decided that today was today and I don't know maybe you forgot about it and I was like okay and then like he's like is is everything okay should I come back home I was like no no you stay at work I'll I'll be home and then he was like okay bye and I just sat there at the coffee table or at the kitchen table like in in just kind of confusion (laughs) we have such a serious routine about stuff like i get up really early if i'm teaching a retreat or a training i'm gone by 5 30 or 6 every morning like i'm out and then i'll come home if i have an early class i'll be home at nine and then we drink coffee and eat then and if i have a late class we drink coffee and we eat you know after the baby's at daycare and then just this was the first day in like months where we haven't had that and and the house was just quiet and nobody was there (laughs) and I just sat there and I'm like my first thought my immediate thought was who's gonna make me coffee (laughs) and and then as if you're listening I love you so much for everything else you do for me every day (laughs) but that's like our routine like he's the one with the barista skills who like makes a really good cappuccino in the morning so I was like okay and then I look around I'm like okay I'll make my own coffee coffee's great I can do that. And then I had to think, okay, so what what is this day going to be all about? And of course, my mind immediately went to like the many, 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 many things that I could be doing in terms of, of work. And oh, yeah, I have to record the podcast and also like finishing the final edits of my book and choosing the book cover for the book and uh, meetings that I have and all these things. And I'm like, well, I'm supposed to be off. I'm supposed to be on quote unquote maternity leave. So if today is a full maternity leave day, what do I do? And guess what the first thing that I realized, and I guess this is kind of the like, be careful what you wish for type situation is that the house is a ginormous fucking mess, like everything. And normally (laughs) I leave, right? I go to work. (laughs) So that I guess Dennis cleans up (laughs) a couple times a week. We have help at the house, um, but not this week. And I just like, okay, like it was a mess from the night before and I did the dishes from the night before. And then I'm like, okay, the dogs need a walk. Like I haven't walked the dogs in forever. Like that's just not my chore. I walk the dogs, I feed the dogs. I like feed and water the goats, realize we're out of hay. I have to go buy hay, like do a lot of laundry, like clean all the surfaces of the house, like water all the plants. And then all of a sudden the day has gone. my whole day has gone and it's time to pick up the baby at at daycare (laughs) and I'm like getting in the car to like go go get the baby and I just wait like this was my day off and what did I do I I just did chores around the house I did not I didn't even sit down I didn't even like 
I, I, I didn't do anything that was like of, of some sort of, I guess, value to me slowing down. I, I don't know. And then I had this total moment of panic. Like, is this what it's going to be? <laughs> Have I traded working for myself with this dream job that I adore and love that I like spent years creating so that my husband can go to work at the studio so that I can stay home and, and clean? Like, is that this, like, wait, like, I have not thought this through at all. <laughs> like, not even a little bit. I had like a full-fledged panicky moment. Um, and I, I don't know, I guess that's why I'm kind of like laughing right now, because I just, <sighs> I don't know what, what this life is going to be now. And it isn't like I quit a job, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm not going back to the office ever. Like I'm sitting here recording this podcast. Of course, that's part of what I do for my quote unquote work. Um, you know, like I posted to social media today. I like, <laughs> I am going to edit my book later. Like all the little things that I normally don't count as a full day's work because it's just what I do in the in-between moments, like late at night or early morning or like over lunch or like I'm always multitasking, doing 15 things at once. So now that I'm trying not to do that, I guess I'm just realizing the insanity of how many things I would squeeze into a day. And then the first thing I do when I'm home is just find more things, of course, that to get busy with to squeeze into a day. And I want the house to be clean. Who doesn't want a clean house? Like I want the laundry folded. So then I fold, the, you know, basic like stuff. But I'm guessing <laughs> maybe I need a new term. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I need some help. Maybe someone out there listening can help me. Um, I need a new name for this thing that I'm trying to do. Uh, maternity leave is not it. Okay. Um, being off or quitting my job is not it. Um, continuing to work like 120% is not it. Um, I need to think of a new term because maternity leave is going to make it so that I stay home and I clean the house all day. And that's just not <laughs> part of I think what's going to sustain me for for a long time. <laughs> you are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. The most empowering thing about the human body is that it can come in so many different shapes and sizes. As a yoga teacher, I embrace my students' differences by offering many variations in every single class. Down dog should look different from mat to mat. That's what makes coming together for a practice so beautiful. Third Love has embraced our differences as well, and by doing so, they created the perfect bra. If you take Third Love's Fit Finder quiz, you'll be among 10 million women who have found their perfect size to date. Did you know that breast shape matters when finding that perfect bra? Third Love has taken that into account, and in 60 seconds, your order can be placed and it's on its way to your house. Third Love knows that perfect bra goes way beyond the shopping experience. That's why they are the industry leader, offering an incredible 70 sizes with cups from A to H, including exclusive half cup sizes and bands up to 48. Did you know most old school brands only carry 15 sizes? No wonder it's been hard to get a great fit, up until now. On top of that, Third Love uses expertly designed ultra-soft fabrics, lightweight memory foam cups, straps that won't slip, and tagless labels to avoid itching, and with that have solved all those pesky problems women experience when wearing a bra. Try a Third Love bra today, and you might even forget you're wearing it. If you don't agree, returns and exchanges are always easy and free. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra out there for everyone. So right now they are offering my listeners 15% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash heart right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off of your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash heart for 15% off today. 
The world is changing now more than ever. We all need more than one source of income, but not everyone wants to quit their jobs and become a startup founder. That's what Side Hustle School is all about. It's a short daily podcast, seven days a week, that tells stories of ordinary people making extra money without quitting their jobs. The host, Chris Gillabo, also has an intriguing new book out there this month called The Money Tree. It's an engaging story of how you have the power to create your own financial destiny, something that's especially important in this time of uncertainty. Get your copy of The Money Tree today from any bookstore or online retailer. Learn more at moneytreebook.com and listen to Side Hustle School wherever you get your podcasts. I know I'm also in a transitional space. Like today is the first day. Dennis is still at work. It's like 2 p.m. right now. I'm sitting here talking to you guys. And it's been one half day, baby snapping, sleeping, of course. But it's been like not even a whole day and I'm already freaking out. <laughs> what if this is all a big mistake? <laughs> what if this is all a big mistake? What if I'm going to regret all of this? What if this is just not at all what I need? Oh man, I don't know. I had this idea of this vision of like, okay, I'm going to slow down a little bit. So, so I'll wake up and my husband will be there with a steaming hot cappuccino and then we'll have like passionate morning sex and then uh, eat a delicious breakfast together. And like, I'll have like freshly baked bread, which actually I have, I baked bread last night. I did that. I did that. That I did. I had freshly baked bread this morning. Okay kudos to me but um, I had this idea that like everything would be all dreamy and like covered in rose dust or something and then I'd take the baby to daycare and then I'd come home and I'd roll out my mat and do yoga and lie by the pool and swim and talk to my girlfriends and you know read or do things that like sustain me in a very relaxing way and so far it's not going well (laughs) It's been one day. Maybe I need more than one day so that I can evaluate this project or this little trial thing that I'm doing. Um, But if I would judge how this is going by day one, I would say I'm failing miserably at this kind of dream dream idea (laughs) that I I had. But I guess what I'm nervous about is what if what what if I'm unable? Hmm. That's an interesting thought for me. What if I'm unable to slow down? Like, what if it's just not in the cards for me? Like, what if it's not something that I'm able, capable of, of, of pulling off? And then the, the, if my ego goes, oh, wait, you told everybody you're going to slow down. So if you, if you don't do that, it means you failed. <laughs> it's it's typical my my brain to tell me that I, I I'll fail or succeed at something as ridiculous as just slowing down a little bit. <sighs> I don't know. I really don't know. I don't even I like I'm sitting here right now. I have this really beautiful view from my bedroom. All, all I see is cactus and the desert and <sighs> It's not easy. <laughs> I feel like this this time in my life right now. And yes, I know this this is all like a, you know, privileged problems to have yada yada yada. I'm not going to sit here and, and and defend myself. Um life could be of course terrible and and you know, there's people out there that have huge real problems. Um but I, I just, I, I had this feeling when we were halfway through this fall when I was super sick and I was sick for five weeks and it just kept getting worse and worse. I had this almost like a premonition. And I don't know if it's premonition, but I had this like gut feeling 
of this is not going in the right direction. You know, you know that feeling when like, it's almost like the universe is speaking to you in a way or, you know, it wasn't my own thought. It was just this big, like, mm, almost like a, like a little like smack in the chest of this is not the direction you want to, like, this is not the road you want to continue walking down. And it was a big thing for me being that sick for that long, not being able to keep things together and feeling like I was failing in my, in my teacher training, which I know I didn't do. And, you know, so I think it's an easy thing for me now that like, oh my God, I had one day off. Like I had a day or two days since our last retreat, like one night of watching Netflix with my husband, one full night's sleep, and then I'm good. And let's go back to work and let's find that same pace again. That's just what I don't want to do. I don't want to I don't want to get stuck in that space where I go and go and go and go. And what if the next time I get sick, what if it's worse? Like, uh, yeah, I know that there's a, that my, one of my least favorite things in the world is the people online. And there's a bunch of them in social media. They'll tell you that all disease is emotional and energetic. A hundred percent of all disease, including, you know, cancer and big things. It's all because you have unresolved emotional things in your back, you know, all this. For sure, I believe there's a mind-body connection. There's a mind-body-heart connection, unresolved, you know, trauma and baggage can lead to really heavy things. Um, do I think that, you know, babies and children get suffer from terrible diseases because of what karma um, or people get cancer because you didn't, what, you weren't a good enough person or you weren't good enough at letting go of, of pain. It's a really condescending thing to say. But I had that feeling of um, there's a lot of big things related to stress, related to pressure, related to not slowing down. And that feeling that I had was like, whoa, what if my next thing isn't like a throat infection that lasts forever? But what if it's bigger? Like, what if I get, what if I get, I don't know. I don't want to speak it out loud, but what if I get like super sick or what if something worse happens? If this is the universe trying to tell me to slow down and if I'm just not able to do that, I know there's going to be another moment of like, whoa, because that's kind of how <laughs> it's been my experience that that's what life does. Life will give you little nudges of, hey, how about we change this? Or, hey, that, that's not the direct direction. How about like go this way instead? Or, hey, stop that. Or, hey, do more of this. And if we listen, life is really easy and we go with the flow. And if we don't listen, the next nudge will be a little bigger. And then we don't listen. And then the nudge after that will be bigger. And then finally, we get this big fucking brick in the head. Um, I mean, I, I I have had that from experience. And I don't want this to be one of those things where, yeah, where my body just can't take it anymore. And my struggle is... If I didn't love what I do, if I did something that was, you know, it was like I had a financial motive or I had uh, this idea, I don't know, this like what what I know is really challenging. And I have friends that have this problem right now that when you're kind of on the path to a specific place in your career, specifically within the US where it's like about getting promotions and then you've dedicated all this time to doing this one thing and maybe you studied for that. Maybe you have huge student loans for that and then you get a promotion, but you don't really love what you're doing, but you're in a good place in that company. I have a lot of friends with that issue. Like, you know, this is not my passion. It's not what, um, you know, I, I'm not like bouncing out of bed in the morning, super excited that I'm making a difference in the world, like being who I'm supposed to be doing, what I'm supposed to be doing. But I have this career now. I studied for it. I spent all this time put into this thing. And now I kind of hate it, but I make a lot of money. And, you know, like it would be really stupid to give this up for what? What would I do instead? So then it becomes this kind of rat race, right? That you just keep going, 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 going. And I don't have that 
<laughs> I don't have that problem. So whenever I'm I'm in the studio and I'm teaching, there's it's one of the few moments in my day to day where I feel totally 100% present and immersed in the moment that I'm in. If I'm teaching a four hour class, I'm 100% there for those four hours. It's like spending an afternoon with a baby. If I'm swimming with a baby or, you know, I'm with her, playing with her, I'm with her 100%. And it's the most joyful moment of my day. When I teach, I have that same experience of presence. And I can have a really bad day. And I've had many of those, many of those days this fall where I like wake up and I'm not feeling great or I'm just really tired or there's something going on. And I'm, I might even be in my office about to go in and teach and like, man, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this next class. Like I'm just not in a great place. And then I step into the shala, I stand up and I speak the first sentence, the opening line of, my, of that practice and everything just melts away. Like all the struggle, all the challenge, anything that I that my mind was the story my mind was telling me about why I can't or why things are hard, because I'm just there, fully present. Um, and I think, you know, if anything, that's a, a huge sign that I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. So I, I I have this ability to sort of channel this side of myself that is super connected and in tune, and I don't want to let go of that for anything. You know, I I definitely don't want to lose that. I don't want to let go of that. And it makes it really hard for me to, to be, you know, to stop. Um, because I, I love it. <laughs> I love it so, 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 so much. Um, and I think I shared last week, I did this little exercise of like all the things I do in a day and how much time I spend immersed in each thing and what actually brings me joy. And what brings me joy is teaching. It's meeting people in the room. Uh, what brings me less joy? <laughs> can I, I can be super candid and honest right now. Something that brings me probably the least joy right now is social media. Um, I have had a little bit of a like a little bit of flow over the past maybe week or so since you know since slowing down maybe two weeks, where I have felt really good writing. Like I've just been able to sit down and and you know I've had a feeling or an emotion that I want to tap into, and I open my notes app and I write about that, and then I copy paste and I share it on Instagram. So that experience of social media is 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 not what I'm talking about. Um, my experience of social media, uh, two parts I think that I really do not enjoy. Um, one of them is scrolling mindlessly through the the like home Instagram feed, and this is something that uh, I try really hard not to do. Like I I really really I try to open my Instagram account. I try to do it with purpose. Um, so I might share something or I might be talking to someone in direct message or, you know, I, I don't know, I'm doing something, but then if I'm not, if I'm not immersed in something else or I'm bored or I'm, you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever the reason I might like pop over to the homepage and then I scroll and I see, oh, my friend posted something and then this person posted something. And then all of a sudden it's 10 minutes later and I'm still in that feed, you know, kind of scrolling past <laughs> people's snapshots of their lives or promotions for stuff or like, I don't know, I follow a lot of like animal accounts <laughs> or like comedy accounts, you know, it's just mindless stuff. And I think we all do this. We're all guilty of that mindless scrolling. And sometimes it's just like a little pastime, like if I'm in line or I don't know, it's just, it's just a way to not be present, right? That's just, just that's just all it is. And normally it doesn't bother me. I'm able to do that for a moment and then tune it out. And then, you know, it's not a big deal. But lately I have this feeling like anytime I'm, I spent present, in that app that isn't purposeful, right? Like I'm reading something purposeful or I'm answering comments or writing something purposeful or, you know, sharing something. It just sucks so much 
energy out of my system. I can't even explain it. There's so much drama <laughs> in social media. Um, I follow almost no one in the yoga community anymore. I um, the only people I follow are friends, like people that I know to be good people that I that I trust and that I that I I don't know that I know. And I'm sure there's a bunch of people in the yoga community that have. Okay, I'm talking about not the yoga community. I'm talking about the Instagram yoga community, which is a very special group of people. I'm sure there's a bunch of them out there that I haven't even met that are great people. Like if I would get to know them, I fully, fully trust that. I have my, my mind totally open. But there's something about this idea of yoga and social media that has turned really nasty lately. Um, and whenever I'm in my own, no matter, even though I don't follow like any of those people, there'll be someone who's shared something about that. Like, oh my God, like, I can't believe this person said so-and-so. Like today, I just like, I passed by something and someone was like, talking about how people are, I don't know, people are, I don't know if this is true. I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole, so I didn't do any research. So I'm going to keep this super brief and not go into this right now. But uh, someone said that that Instagram yogis have started uh, charging people to respond to direct messages. <laughs> or to answer questions on social media and I was like that can't be that can't be real like that can't be real but yeah like apparently that's the thing now um <laughs> and then you know I'm like reading that post and I'm like wait what what and then I get this urge like wait I have to click on that person's account and then this and then what are they and then my mind goes into this thing and <laughs> of but that's ridiculous and how could they do that and that's so conceited and they're not even, you know, therapists or professionals. And, and then I start getting into my own head of like, hey, like we st I started a whole online platform dedicated to this where we work with real mental health professionals and experts and psychologists and therapists. And we have a suicide hotline and we have this community on Facebook now with, you know, 20 trained moderators with step-by-step -step instructions of what we do uh, when we get suicide letters and when we get heavy things coming because they always do I mean always and I get in my head about this stuff and I'm like wait like and now people are gonna like you have a 200 hour training and you're gonna charge people to to give them advice about like heartbreak I, I don't know and then I find myself like in this place of of being totally agitated inside of myself because <laughs> Why? My peace, like my peace has been disturbed because I was holding my phone in my hand, scrolling through this app, like this virtual world of the online world that doesn't even exist in real life. Like it's not something tangible that I can like, you know, that present moment that I'm in, it's not, I'm not living on Instagram. Like that's not life. Like we don't live there. <laughs> There's this we weird warped version of reality and I, I can sense that so much when you know like I'll have a connection to someone online or and then they come and they come to island yoga or they come to the studio or they come to a retreat or they take a training or I see them in real life and we hug and like that's the moment we deeply connect for me like that's that's it like that's that's everything like we practice we do something we have that connection together and yes we can be super inspired by each other in the online world we can um we can find like you know support in the online world we can f be reminded that we're not alone but is the online world where real life takes place no you know so we got to take those little like nuggets of gold that we find if we find them and then bring them into our real lives and work with them right so take that inspiration make it yours and do something with it like change something with it and merge it into your regular day-to-day -day life the tangible stuff your life your work your family your practice everything that's really real but we if we the danger is like getting sucked into this 
weird reality that isn't even true. And I found myself just, 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 just today feeling agitated about, and I had to, I had to step back like, wait, what just happened? You know, my whole peace is shifted inside of me because I read something that someone has written about someone else that has done something about something. And these are people, I don't even know them. (laughs) I have no idea. Like, I don't even know them. I, I don't think I've ever met them. I'm sure they're super lovely human beings, the way all of us are deep inside lovely human beings, just trying our best with what we have in this world, right? And then because I have this perception of something and then my own experience and my own ego, and then I get all stuck in this idea of like, oh my God, this is crazy. <laughs> and I just like put my phone away and took a breath like, man, okay, this is just not, <laughs> not something that I should be doing. Like I should not spend my time scrolling through social media. I don't think at all. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think at all. I can count probably on on like 10, 10 fingers the people that really inspire me whose things I want to read um, on Instagram. Like, and most of them are my best friends. I can call them up and be like, "Hey, how you doing? Like, how's how's life right now?" A couple of people that inspire me really, you know, in a in a in a big scale that maybe once in a while I want to check in with. Like, I can be purposeful in my use of that app and then go seek that content out. But I think when it stops becoming purposeful and it becomes this mindless thing that we do out of habit or out of boredom or out of distraction or, you know, because it's really hard to just be present in our bodies, then it becomes something really dangerous and really, really, really challenging. And it's not going to inspire us and, and, and you know, support the evolution of, of our own consciousness or of our own lives or our spiritual practice or any of that. It's just going to separate us more and more and more and more. And I think what I'm done with is immersing myself with anything that separates me more than I'm already separate. And this is a big thing. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. It's important for me to align my actions with my core values, and that includes what I wear. I stand for less harm and a cleaner environment, so now more than ever, I'm super mindful of what shoes I buy and from which companies. I was so excited when I heard about the company making flats from recycled plastic water bottles. And I was even more excited when I saw how cute and felt how comfortable they were. If you haven't heard about them, I suggest you check out Rothy's. Rothy's shoes are stylish, sustainable, colorful, and comfortable enough for everyday wear anywhere, whether you're headed out for dinner with your husband or chasing your toddler around the mall. They offer many different styles from the flat, the point, the loafer, and the sneaker, and their color and pattern selection is amazing. Rothy's always update their lineup. Their new colors are released every few weeks and they sell out constantly. All these color combinations make them work with any outfit. And with the holidays coming up, these flats are great gifts for your girlfriends too. But of course, the best part, it will blow your mind that Rothy's shoes are made from actual recycled plastic water bottles. In fact, they have almost reached 20 million bottles recycled. So check out Rothy's. Both you and your feet can feel good about wearing them. I love my Rothy's and I know you will too. Right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for my listeners. Use the code YOGAGIRL to get free shipping with no minimum amount spent. That's free shipping and free returns or exchanges on your Rothy's shoe. And trust me, you won't return them. Just go to rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com and use the promo code YOGAGIRL to get your new favorite flats and free shipping. It's a no-brainer. You get shoes that are comfortable, stylish, and sustainable, all with free shipping. Get yourself a pair today. Go to rothys.com, promo code YOGAGIRL to get this deal while it lasts. On the last week's retreat, every first, the opening circle, I would give everybody an angel card and I always take one for myself. 
And there's this moment when, you know, there's 50 people in the room, they've flown from all over and I've had people from like 10 or 15 countries and everyone is nervous to be there. It's a big deal. Everyone's coming because they want to change something in their lives. Like it's a major, major emotional moment. The first opening circle we have, it's very, very heartfelt. People share, you know, stories of pain or trauma or loss or it's, it's, mm, it's super intense. And we have that moment before everybody gets their card and we do our first sharing where uh, I have everybody close their eyes and we meditate and we tap into our breath and I shuffle the deck. And there's always a moment when I'm shuffling that deck, always, where like a card pops out of the deck a little bit. Like I can just sense like it gets stuck to my fingers a bit or sometimes it even falls out of the deck. And I know like this is my card and this card represents everything I need to know for this moment in my life right now. And the card that I got... And of course, this you know week and this past retreat, my whole challenge has been, how am I going to do this? And how am I going to slow down? And I know I need a change. And you know my mind going crazy about this idea of doing something different. And the card that I got was acceptance. So it said the answer to your, the answer to your problem lies in accepting the situation fully and immersing yourself in the moment you're in. And it resonated, right? But not to the degree of, of like, oh my God, I got this card and it was great. You know, it's just, it resonated. Okay, I need to just accept where I am. Of course, that applies to every moment. And then, so we went all the way around the circle. It was really beautiful. And the deck of cards makes its way back to me. Um, I always pass it to my left and then it goes all the way around the circle and it comes back on my right. And as I take what's left of the deck and I put it in my hands, a card literally like falls out. I just flips and it lands right in front of me, like right in my lap. And I, and I pick it up and I have the other card in my hand, which is acceptance. And guess what card it was? <laughs> daughter. <laughs> the answer to your question revolves your daughter. <laughs> the answer to your question has something to do with your daughter. And then I cried. I mean, of course, like, man. So what if the purpose of all of this and for me of course to feel less separate and I think that separation that we hear that often I mean you studying like ancient scripture or reading spiritual books or anything that makes you feel connected but the illusion of separation that we all think that we're different we all think that we don't belong we all think that we're separate from each other and that's the root cause of all of our suffering and if we could realize and recognize more of our oneness and how we have so much in common and how we all belong not just belong on earth, but how we all belong together. Like there's something about us that connects us deeply, 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 each of us. Um, and that's what I'm talking about when I mean that I I want to immerse myself in things that bring me more of that sensation, that feeling of oneness. Because yes, we are, you know, the idea, the spiritual idea of we're all one. It doesn't mean much to us in our day-to-day -day life if we don't feel that or if we don't have that experience of oneness and I think many of us we have glimpses of it or we have moments of it and then it's fleeting and it goes and and the struggle is again and again how can I get back to that place where I'm just here and I feel that experience of being one with everything and those moments for me they're all with Lea Luna <laughs> right now in this part of my life those experiences for me used to be like ayahuasca and cacao ceremonies and super intense practice or really intense meditation or shamanic ceremony or you know the circles and the community and they had to be these big spiritual moments that I created somehow um, and now I, I live this very mundane life <laughs> I think if I look at the Rachel that yeah the Rachel that, that used to do ayahuasca in the deep jungles of Central America um <laughs> 
uh, that version of me would probably look at the version of me right now who spent all morning taking out the trash doing dishes while my baby was at daycare as <laughs> as like a boring type of life. And it's absolutely not, you know, I get more of those glimpses, those moments of, of oneness, of wholeness, of peace being with my daughter. But it only works if I'm actually 100% there. It only works if I'm there. I can't be there and then have one, my hand, my, my phone in one hand, you know, trying to answer messages or talk to someone else or scroll through something. I have to be with her fully all the time, 100% of the time. Um, so, you know, being on social media doesn't work with that. I had a whole week off of social media. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> so amazing. And now I'm back a little bit, um, a little bit, and it's it takes my peace. It does take my peace. So I think my my commitment to myself right now, so I, I said I had two things about social media that I have a hard time with. This is one, the scrolling and getting immersed in the idea and other people's drama or, you know, anything that triggers our ego, <laughs> like anything. And there's a gazillion things like, oh my God, he said, or she said, or that happened, or whoa, or uh-uh. Like I'm, I'm totally done with that. So from my own use of social media, it's going to be purposeful, um, purposeful posts, purposeful sharing something that means something to me, because I know that probably might mean something to someone else too, because of that, you know, that oneness, that, 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 that everything that we all share. Um, and yeah, the, the second part of this that I find really challenging, and this didn't used to be challenging for me before, and now it is, um, and it's, it's, it's answering all the, <laughs> answering all the messages and uh, answering comments and staying really, I guess, immersed in the longer conversations that, that pop up. And normally I, 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 I do that all the time. Like I maybe answer 150 <laughs> direct messages a day all the time people write me personal stuff or or just ask questions or whatever like I'm really present there because I want to talk to the community and now there's a part of me that's like tired it doesn't mean that I don't that I don't love you guys it doesn't mean that I don't appreciate that you write me it doesn't mean anything it doesn't have anything to do with 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 you um it's me it's like I don't have that and maybe it's just because I am tired and I used to have way more energy to do way more things in a day and now it's just mm, you know I would rather I'd rather see you in person. <laughs> I would rather have those conversations in person, which I know is the struggle of, of course, of everything. And the beauty of the online world is that we connect all these corners of the world and we can bring it into our living room and we can all meet each other there. But right now, um, yeah, like, I don't know. And I think that's also connected to the the idea of drama and, and the mindless part of things. Um I, from this moment on, I, I'm only going to be really responsive and, and answer things if it's super purposeful. So, you know, if you ask me about, you know, the, the recipe for something that I just posted, or you ask me about the brand of the yoga pants I'm wearing, or you ask me, oh, whatever. Um, if it's not super heart-centered, I probably won't respond um, at this, in this moment in my life because I, <laughs> I, need, I need some space. I just need some space. And normally whenever there's like a challenge or there's something like yesterday, I posted something about the the baby and how she's 
Pisces baby and she loves to be in water. And I was really talking about using our intuition and that, you know, trusting in our kids' intuition for what we need. And then, of course, there was this thing that people are like, oh, you're telling people to not trust your doctors. And, you know, it was like 20 people writing something about the medical community and how I'm endangering people's lives because I'm telling them to not listen to their doctors because <laughs> so the baby had a rash. Two doctors told us it was fungus. We used fungus cream for a year or all this whole year, try to keep her dry uh, where, you know, it turned out that it was eczema and what she needs is more moisture and to be in water all the time. Um, anyway, so I shared that. And then normally I would talk about that or I would try to calm people and I would be like, hey, no, actually I do trust doctors too. What I'm talking about is this, like I would spend more time explaining myself and explaining yourself is super exhausting too. And I know the moment I sort of kind of open up that door, uh, I just have to explain myself more and more and more and more and more and more and more. And then it goes from being this one thing that someone commented on to this whole thing of drama. And it's more separation that I'm not interested in right now. So I don't really know what the future of social media for me really looks like other than um, sharing my heart and heartfelt things and things that feel really real. Um, but I'm done scrolling. <laughs> I'm done scrolling. I'm done trying to please everybody. <laughs> um, I'm done defending myself. I am, I'm, I'm done with anything that steals my energy and that steals my time. Whoa. You know, and not being on my phone all the time <laughs> from a person who normally spends so much time on her phone. Uh, it's, it's, it frees me up to do so many more things. And now, like, just, you know, when I first went on vacation and I had that kind of like urge to reach for my phone all the time and I didn't even have it around, then I started realizing how crazy it is, how many times. And I realized there's this app. I think the new iPhones, they actually come with this. There's this app or a part, a feature on the new iPhone. Um, the app is called Moments. You can download it on the App Store. I think Moment or Moments. Oh, wait. Yeah, Moments. Um, and on the new iPhones, I think, or I guess the new updates on the iPhones, they have uh, something similar already there um, that tells you how many times a day you pick up your phone, like how many times you pick it up from your pocket or from the table or from whatever, and how much time do you spend immersed, like, you know, staring at your screen and what are you doing with that time? Like, are you playing a game or are you, you know, on social media and then what app is it and what, what are you doing with that time? Um, so I'm going to start using that. I haven't done that in the past, which would have been kind of interesting to know, but, um, I'm, I'm going to start using that because I want to know, I want to know, like, did I have, you know, a hundred times of picking up my phone today? And if it is a hundred times, isn't, isn't there a way to make it, you know, could I do the same things that I did in those hundred times? Can I do it 10 times? Can I have like a couple of moments every day where I answer messages or where, you know, can I, yeah, like oh, if you guys, if you didn't listen to the the podcast I did with Seal, that man was just full of wisdom. Um, so he completely stopped using texts and text messages and the message app and WhatsApp and all those things and just calls people instead. Um, it's just the nicest thing. It's so nice to get a phone call from someone. Like I know people don't generally like that these days. Um, but instead of that kind of back and forth, back and forth, picking up your phone all the time to check messages, 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 we could call each other once a day and probably have more meaningful conversation that would last longer. And then we could do that once a week instead of little bits here and there all day long. Um, I think there's, if we were to really look at our lives the way they are, and we're all busy. I mean, if you don't have kids, many of us have kids. If you don't have kids, 
um, we're all busy with other, we're busy with family, we're busy with work, we're busy with all the things we think we have to do in a day. We're busy constantly trying to improve ourselves or be healthy or be fit or be more successful or make more money or look good or be smart or have, you know, we're just doing, 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 doing. Well, what if it's not so much about, you know, scaling all those things back in a major way, like quitting your job or going on quote unquote maternity leave? What if it's about all the moments in between? Literally, all the moments in between. What if it's about like what you actually do when you're in the car, you're like going to pick up your kid from daycare? What if it's what you actually do when you're in line at the supermarket waiting for your turn? What if it's the moment when you just like, you know, close your car door and you're about to turn the car on in the ignition? Like, what are you doing with your space, with your consciousness? Are you present? Are you immersed in thought and to-do list? Are you scrolling mindlessly on your phone all the time? Are you always somewhere else? And what if it's more about being super present in the in-between moments than cutting things out of our day? <laughs> I think, I feel like I'm onto something here. <laughs> you are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I come from Sweden, but I've always been interested to know more about my ancestry. Where were my grandparents' grandparents from? How long has my family lived in Sweden? I decided to look into it a bit deeper with 23andMe, and I can't wait to find out. 23andMe is a DNA test that will help you understand your genes and what they can tell you about yourself and your family story. It's named for the 23 pairs of chromosomes that make up our DNA, and it's super fun and easy to do. Once they send you the kit, just complete it, register your sample to the personal 23andMe account, mail it back to them, and in a few weeks, you'll receive your personalized online reports. You can learn amazing things like where your family came from, how your genes play a role in your wellness, appearance, muscle composition, sleep patterns, taste preferences, and more. Did you know some people are more likely to be bit by mosquitoes? Your genes are partly to blame and 23andMe can tell you if that's you. Or do you have the genetic muscle composition common in elite power athletes? Studies have found that almost all elite power athletes have a specific genetic variant in a gene related to muscle composition. You might have that version of the gene too. Find out with 23andMe's muscle composition report. The holidays are fast approaching and the 23andMe DNA kit is the perfect gift for everyone you love. There's never been a better way to give the gift of genetic discovery to your parents, your siblings, your aunts, your grandparents, or everyone else on your list. It's the one gift you can buy the entire family that will be unique for each loved one. Now through December 25th, get 30% off of any 23andMe kit. Order your DNA kit at 23andMe.com slash yoga girl. That's the number 23andMe.com slash yoga girl. Again, that's 23andMe.com slash yoga girl. Obviously teaching yoga for a living. I talk about mindfulness a lot. Um, taking your yoga off the mat a lot, you know, being of service and how we can feel purposeful and meaningful in our lives. And I think anything that we are immersed in that steals that from us, that steals that presence from us, it's going to make our lives feel so hectic all the time, so hectic all the time. So of course I'm, of course I'm a little burnt out because <laughs> it's not like, you know, even in a teacher training, <laughs> like I would teach yoga 9 to 12 or 9 30 to 12 and then we have 90 minutes for lunch and then I would spend 89 of those 90 minutes 
doing other things like posting to social media, writing something, answering emails, taking a meeting, putting out fires, talking to my employees, walking around the studio, finding flaws, fixing this, cleaning up that. And then I would spend one minute eating probably while in conversation with someone about something. And then I would run back in the shala and I would do a two hour lecture. And then, you know, and that's kind of how the, the day would go from early morning to late evening. Well, what if in all the in-between moments, and of course I feel like in the trainings, they're so intense and they're really long and the work, it's so, it's so, 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 so much. But what if for that, what if over lunch, like I have 90 minutes for lunch, what if I had lunch? <laughs> And yeah, I have a lot of stuff to do and get done. But what if, just like imagine, what if I had lunch? Like what if I sat down and I took at least an hour, like maybe in the garden or maybe with my baby or Dennis and and without any work or talking to anybody else, if I just immersed myself in eating and spending time with the people I love or just eating alone and taking a breath or having a cup of tea or just one single thing at a time, I think... I, I, I mean, chances are I wouldn't feel so stressed in a day, right? Chances are I wouldn't feel so overwhelmed after 23 days of doing that. Um, I, I mean, of course this is true. Of course this is 100% true. So my challenge has been that there's just so much to do every day. I have to try to get all of it done. <laughs> I have a limited amount of time and resources to do that. And I have sort of felt like I'm the only one who can move a lot of this forward all the time. So much hangs off of me, you know, making decisions and pulling triggers on things and yes or no. Um, And what if it's all a big lie? (laughs) What if it's all not true? Like like I'm, I'm just, this is like another little, it's like this little creeping sensation I have. What if it's just not true? Like at all? What if... I make myself busy because I don't know how else to exist. And it's not that I am busy and I have so many things to do and I have to get them done in a day or X, Y, Z, what happened? What if I make myself busy because I don't know how to exist in a space that's totally calm? Of course, I'm a yoga teacher. Like if I didn't have yoga (laughs) and meditation and lived on a Caribbean island, like I have so many logistical things that I have created for myself. I think my soul has created for me. What would I be if I didn't have all of these anchors? Like I would have floated off into space. I would have had, you know, maybe a heart attack or like I would be... I, I can't even explain, like, who would I be if that if I didn't have all of these tools to help keep me grounded? Because as a human being, I'm just, I'm just not on the slow end. So what if it's all an illusion? And what if when I do a training, like, I could literally just do what's scheduled on this training? And of course, the schedule is already insane, but I didn't, I didn't have to fill my time with all these other things. What if I could just trust that everything will unfold? in the best way. And if there's something I really, 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 really have to answer or figure out or fix, like that's going to make its way to me somehow without me having to seek it out or fill my time and space with all of those things. I don't know. (laughs) Um, This woman that I actually, I don't even know her name. I feel kind of ashamed. Um, She's been giving me Reiki. This like, this is just a beautiful example of uh, what social media can do in a really beautiful way. She's this this woman that I follow on social media and she's been giving me distance Reiki sessions. And then she writes me with the realizations about specific things that she had during our sessions. Um, so beautiful. I'm so grateful. Um, and she she wrote me something that, that oh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something about this transition in my life 
and actually stepping back, actually slowing down, my mind thinks that automatically it will mean that I will manifest less, that I will accomplish less, that I will have less success, all the things that my mind and my ego really loves, that it's actually the opposite will prove to be true. That the more I let go, the more the space will be filled with this total abundance and expansion of this community in a way that that has less you know, tension in a way that's just completely fluid and easy. And I wish I could translate that feeling that I have when I stand in the Luna Shala and I'm teaching that feeling of being 100% in the moment, totally there, present here now. I don't have to plan my classes out because I know the next thing out of my mouth is going to be the right thing for this group in this moment. There's something about that flow. I want to extend it out into the rest of my work, not just teaching. And I'm trying to figure that out. How can I find that type of absolute flow as an entrepreneur, while being a mom, while being a wife, while having all of these things, while taking care of all of my employees? Like, hmm. <laughs> and the first step is taking a step back. The first step is, I don't know if it's moving backward or if it's just, you know, it's more of a backing up to, to put a little more space between me and everything that I think has to be done because it's, I know it's not true. And even around the house, could I have today not taken out the trash, not done the dishes, you know, just not done the laundry, not what are the plants? Would, would some catastrophe appear at the end of the day <laughs> where like, you know, hell opens up and swallows me whole? No. <laughs> I know that to be true as well. Um, Dennis would probably do the dishes when he came home. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I think so. Or he wouldn't, and I would do them tomorrow. Like, could I have spent all day lounging by the pool with a book in my hand? Yes. Did I? No. <laughs> so a lot of this is just—it's also my personal choice. And what, how do I choose to spend my time? And what do I choose to do in a day? And does it? bring me closer to a place of oneness or does it pull me further away <sighs> hmm if anybody is resonating with this like if you're listening and you're like i know what this feels like or something about it you, you have this mm, this feeling of ah i i I know, I know it because I, I'm still figuring this stuff out. Like this whole podcast was just me, you know, it's me rambling, trying to, to figure out <laughs> what's going on in my life, which most of my podcast episodes are. I'm kind of, I have this feeling like I'm on the, I'm on the edge of a, of something and I'm about to, to figure something majorly big out. And I haven't gone there yet. Like I can't quite grasp what it is. I feel like I'm on the edge of something, something. I don't know what it is. <sighs> I would love to hear from you. I really, 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 really would. And not in terms of like, you know, <laughs> advice giving or anything like that. But who else is in this space where you feel the same? Who, who feels like this? <laughs> Raise your hand right now if you know what I'm talking about. Maybe I'm all alone. Maybe like this makes no sense to anybody. And and I I don't know. Maybe I've offended a bunch of people by this podcast. I I... I I'm not going to get in my head about it, but I would love to hear from you. Um, maybe when I announce this podcast, I normally do it in an Instagram post. Go to that post, write me a comment. I might not respond. I'll respond if my heart is like, aha, yes. Um, if my heart doesn't go like, aha, then I might not, but it doesn't mean that I haven't read it or that I don't love you. <laughs> but write something about how you are feeling 
in this situation right now? Like, do you feel overwhelmed? Do you feel tired at the end of the day? Do you feel stressed? Do you feel like you can't keep up? And are you struggling with the idea of how to slow down and still manage everything that needs to be managed in your day-to-day life? Of course, I'm speaking from my own personal life situation, which is really different from yours and really different from anybody else's. We all have our unique space. But what if we're all on the verge of something and we just need to we just need to share how we feel so we can all get to that place of getting it together? <laughs> I know for this next week, um, until we speak again, I am going to stay away from social media. <laughs> I'm not going to do any scrolling. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be all up in that space and little bits at a time, just like my week off on vacation. Um, hopefully I'll, I'll get to wind down a little bit more. And tomorrow is day two of <laughs> maternity leave. <laughs> Maybe I should call it maternity leave. <laughs> maternity leave maternity leave <laughs> but tomorrow's day two of Dennis going to work and me staying home so I'll I guess I'll let you know how that works out <laughs> okay <laughs> um I want to thank you so much for listening to my rambles <sighs> I love you I really do I feel so much love in my heart right now I feel so much love in my heart for everybody for for you for listening to this I feel love in my heart right now for the people that annoyed me on social media this morning. <laughs> and I want to, you know, thank you for bringing me the realization of what I need, what's mine, what's not mine, what is my business, what isn't my business, what's just drama, what brings me closer to oneness, what brings me further further away. And I know my my baby girl is going to wake up in, in a little bit and I plan to spend the rest of this afternoon just completely immersed with her maybe we'll bake something Hmm. (laughs) wherever you are i hope you get to fully immerse yourself in something that brings you joy today until next week thank you so much for listening into this week's episode if you enjoyed this episode be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of from the heart conversations with yoga girl you can find all of them on yogagirl.com on apple Podcasts, google play anywhere you normally get your podcasts and don't forget to leave a review while you are there thanks to the folks at cadence 13 for their production work and of course thanks to my sponsors robin hood third love rothy's and 23andme please support them the way they support this podcast i'll see you next week <laughs>